Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. friends how are you welcome to a, another episode episode 24 of the dangerous dinners podcast i am your host as always tom green through the best and sometimes worst takeaways delivering to us tonight how have you been all good everything all good in your world we have got covid in our house which is exciting isn't it feels weird after this this thing that's been on tv for the last 18 months old corona has now entered my home it's weird it's like an old friend a friend that you hate it's like a frenemy that person at work that you don't like but they're living with you they're making you ill that's what it's like to have covid in my house um it's not i've not got it i'm I'm not the ill one my girlfriend's the ill one she's patient how many people do you reckon she's not patient zero obviously but how many patients? She's probably patient one million and four, I reckon. So just trying to avoid her at the moment. Uh, sleeping in separate beds, that sort of thing. Yeah, we have a two-bed house in London. We're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. As you know, if you uh, do podcasts, you're all pretty much millionaires. So that's how much money we get for this podcast. Millions and millions and millions of pounds. Uh, that's a joke. We don't. Anyway, this is the first episode where we've had a full band on the show. This week, we are joined by New Hope Club, which is very exciting. Um, New Hope Club fans, welcome to the podcast. There's probably a lot of you who've never listened to the show before and are just here because you fancy George or Reese or Blake. That's fine. I guess that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's all good. If you do like the boys, you may also like Tristan Evans from the from the Vamps. Yeah, he was on a few weeks ago. Scroll back through the timeline to see that. Um, also, admin, if you are a New Hope Club fan, you want to head over to our socials right now, Instagram and Twitter, because we're doing a big giveaway for them. I'll give a load of merch away if you like New Hope Club. So yeah, that's happening. Anyway, enough of this. If you like the show, remember to get, to subscribe, leave a rating and a review, all that good stuff. And we'll get into the show right now. It's New Hope Club. The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome... It's New Hope Club! Hey. Come on. Here we go. Oh, gents, how are we? Feeling good. 
Yeah, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm all right. I'm, uh, I love the fact that about 10 minutes ago, before we started this, none of you were drinking, and then I popped a Corona, and now everyone is like, okay, cool, let's have it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, gents. Um, where in the world do we find you right now? Well, right now we're in um, quarantine. Uh, we just came back from a lovely holiday, well, holiday kind of work trip in Greece. Um, and it's the first time we've been away uh, in like two, two years, two and a half years, which is crazy. Um, but we're just quarantined in, in a lovely countryside house right now, doing, uh, doing some videos, some content, um, writing a little bit. Just uh, having a nice chill out, really. And like, Reese, between me and you, let's pretend management won't hear this. How much of that Greece trip was work and how much was fun? Because I've seen the Instagram photos. <laughs> well, uh, no, we, we, we worked. 70%, 70% work. <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing? Why were you over there? Like, I've heard it was an influencer trip. Is that is that fair? Would the, is that a right description, George? Yeah, it was like this this trip. Um, there's like these all like these kind of crazy events where so there was an assault course one where it was kind of like a tug of war but with like five people each side when you're on like your knees and crawling so it was kind of a sports event sort of thing over there um but there was loads of like obviously like content creators um loads of people had like their own cool little niche things that they did so there was like some slackliners there was some football players so they're all doing like their own cool little things and we just met a lot of uh, really nice people and... Before we went out there, we, we didn't really know what it was going to be. Like, we just got told no. that we, we were going to Greece and, and it was like a mm. like Olympic-style thing with a bunch of YouTubers and people. But, like, when we got there, it was really cool and we met some, like, incredible people that were, like, fully extreme sports pros and, mm-hmm. like, very impressive talents. And we had a good time, yeah. Did you go out partying? There was a bit, to be fair. There were, we had some some parties uh, on the beach. How can you not, you know? The sun's shining. When in Greece. Well, yeah, as the old saying goes, <laughs> when in Greece. When in Greece. Have... <laughs> this is it. You're in lockdown now, so this is it. For the next five days, you can't leave. And how annoying yeah. that you come back to the UK on the day all the restrictions sort of lift. Blake, are you going to be out partying soon? That's the question. No chance, no. Not really a partying guy. I mean, we, we had a bit of fun in Greece. Um, so it's not that's not going to be much different for me well, now it's opened up. Um, I'm honestly quite... It's quite nice. We're in a really nice house and the weather's really nice. We're just... Topping yeah. up that can. I tell you what, we are looking forward to. We 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 just booked tickets to go oh, to yeah. uh, Spike Island and rewatch. Uh, obviously, the famous Stone Roses gig. Um, they're redoing the Spike Island Stone Roses gig with like a incredible. Um, cover band of Stone Roses, so we're excited for that. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna really show myself up here by saying this. Um, I don't know what the Spike Island gig is. Oh man! So oh. Spike Island gig was like the biggest gig around. Like I think it was maybe 1987 1980. or something like that. Yeah, and it was, it was like this massive gig, and it was on like a um, a sort of like a factory site sort of thing where now it's just like it was just waiting on really and they just did a gig there 
and it was just like known to be one of the best gigs and there's a film called Spike Island and it's all about going to that gig and it's mate wow. just watch the film but also yeah. just like it's like that's like the band film that's like one of the yeah. first films we watched together and we were just like we loved it and we, like just a bunch of lads from Manchester that love Stone Roses and like jumped the walls of, of this famous gig um, and just wanted to go see Storm Roses live. That's so cool. They're recreating it, right? I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to jump the wall. <laughs> we're going to jump the Yeah, we got tickets. We've not bought tickets, but we're going to jump the wall. <laughs> just going to scale it. Yeah. We've done that before, to be fair. What were the... Ba- what, I, I, I was going to come to this later, but I feel like we're there now already. Like, what were the bands for you when growing up that made you go, do you know what? Okay, music's my, music's my thing. Um... Oasis were like a big one. Like I think all our families just played Oasis a lot, and yeah. they grew up in the time when obviously Oasis was the biggest band in the world. Who else? Who else? Um, I mean, Stone Rose is obviously class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like to be honest, like we grew up with some incredible bands. Like our mums and dads grew up in the '90s, which was probably some of the best music ever made. So we're inspired by all those bands and. The bands that inspired those bands we just love music like we listen to all sorts pretty much you can find us listening to anything on our on our earphones we're always yeah. trying to find new stuff to listen to and just like listening to the same great albums over and over again i listened to i recently just got a vinyl player right downstairs and i got I, nice. and i'm also going to show myself up now because i don't know what the album's called but i got the primal scream album right the one with right. the, the, okay. the sun on in the front and i've Amazing. listened to that probably 20 times since i've got it and it is just from that era of music where sort of indie yeah. and dance collided and it's just so good sick yeah yeah i love that i love when you like know a band by the name but like you've never really given them time like that's and then you listen to their album and you're like right okay this is why they're so famous this is why they're so good and i love the fact that with with bands like like stuff that you've mentioned like oasis and like primal scream it must be so weird for that sort of band to have people like me discovering an album 30 years later and listening to it with the same excitement as when it came out that's the sickest thing just shows the quality of the music though doesn't it i think yeah. To be able to, like, people to listen to it generations later and still be like, that is amazing. I also think it's wicked on vinyl as well, because, like, you don't, you can't really skip a track on vinyl. You know what I mean? You, you just listen to it, like, the full, like, piece of work from start to finish, and then you flip it and then listen to, like, the B side. So you kind of get, like, a proper deep dive when you listen to a, an album on vinyl. You're forced to listen to a record, how the artist envisaged it, which these mm-hmm. days when you've got playlists and you've got Apple Music and Spotify, as much as streaming's important, I think when you as a band create a body of work, you create it, I hope, to, like, listen in this order. Like, this is the story, this is what yeah. we're trying to say. So mm-hmm. you're right, like, George, you're right, you're forced to do that. And there's Primal Screen <clears> Records now that I would n- never would have known because you go for the hits like loaded and stuff and you're mm-hmm. forced to listen to yeah. it and it's uh yeah. it's it's incredible um, special isn't it? yeah it's cool did you get your album put on vinyl have you got have you got that we did we've got the original the the first ever print it's just in like my vinyl holder under my vinyl desk and we were going to split it up into three cut it we still need to do this by the way we we're going to cut it into three so it was like three separate bits and then have like a plaque up um like a pizza like yeah. a pizza <laughs> 
like a vinyl okay. pizza that everyone has yeah. a piece of. George, are you into your vinyl then? Is that is that a bit of you? I've got a lot of vinyls, yeah. Um, I've got loads of my old, uh, my dad's old ones. So he's got like his shed and he's got honestly the, the whole length of his shed, which is basically the whole of our garden. It's just full of all of his old vinyls and stuff. And they've got his name, like, because he used to take them to parties when he used to go to parties in, like, the 70s. He used to have, like, his initials uh, written on the on the cover. So he's got, like, a Michael Jackson off-the-wall album. It's just got TS on it at the top, and it's it's wicked. So I've just got stuff like that. It's so cool. That is so cool that you can have those memories. And it's like, that is one thing that is, saddens me about the generation we're all in is that we won't be able to hand up we can't hand your kids a playlist here's my apple music login but that's not a thing right like it's amazing that you have these physical representations of your parents in music that you can you can listen george it sounds like your dad had a pretty cool music taste as well like i'm pretty sure my dad was into share which isn't quite as banging my d- yeah, it's definitely some shit going on in that shed. <laughs> oh man, my dad's my dad's got such a we- sorry if you, if you're listening to this dad, but he's got such a weird music taste. Sometimes, like when we're all at my house, we like we wake up in the morning and he's got like the speakers on, and then we walk downstairs and it's on shuffle, and there's some all weird stuff. <laughs> like it's so strange, isn't it? It's so good. Um, I want to quickly touch on going from the Greece thing, right? I want to talk on like events and stuff because you must get in invited to some really cool but also quite random stuff blake have you got like a standout memory of a weird thing that you've been invited to um weird thing oh i'm trying to i'm a bit stuck and it boy can you think of anything weird not weird but like weird it was kind it's of funny important. that we went to um when we were on tour in america we got uh, offered by uh, the chicago white Sox to go and like go on the field and then like we got there and our manager was like, oh, you're going to sing the national anthem. He was taking fists because obviously we don't know the national anthem. So before a baseball game, they say, um, play ball. Or like, is, yeah. it, is it play ball? Let's play ball. Something Let's like, play ball. Let's play ball. Like let's that. play ball. Yeah. So we had to like shout, let's play ball. Obviously, we don't know anything about baseball. So we're, <laughs> we're a bit nervous, but, um, we but yeah, it was quite cool. Dogs. We got to stand in front of like this whole stadium and uh, god announced the start of a baseball game in chicago the people were there watching you oh yeah 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 it was the start of a game and gents we've done so much already and we haven't even started the podcast before we begin i've got an introduction um for you would you like to hear it yes please yes please here we go strap yourself in guys this is going to be the most northern laddie episode we've ever had. With over 5 million followers across social media, this band is a phenomenon. Their debut album went top five in the UK. They've toured across Asia. They've got fans following them around the world. And they're nearly as good looking as me. Only nearly, though. It's Reese, Blake, and George from New Hope Club. Wow. What an intro. Oh, that was great. How long have you been rehearsing Come that one? in the mirror i've been hosting that all day that's been my whole day today and i feel like i nailed it like a lot of those social media fans as well like i was doing a little bit of research from you today are made up of um youtube followers like your youtube numbers are insane my question though is who's got the gold plaque our videographer damn we've requested three more so we can have them but um it took honestly we got two million before we got the one million so I think it's going to be, hopefully we've hit 10 million by the time R3 arrive. Yeah, because I was going to say, you're at 2 million now. So you'd gone to 2 million by the time the plaque turned up. 
Yeah, that's how long it took. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Behind me, there's a giant roulette wheel of the best and worst takeaways delivering to you tonight. Um, who's going to count me in? George, do you want to count me in and I'll spin it and find out what you're having for dinner? That's how this podcast works. Come on, G, get a Chinese. Three, two, one, spin. Come on. We. Oh, it's a good wheel. Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. It's hot curry. Oh. <laughs> hot curry. <laughs> I'm on the fence about that. Spin again. Uh, what classes is hot? Because I like a chicken tikka masala. That's like not a, a hot curry. <laughs> <laughs> a corn will be hot. Gents, tonight you're going to be having a chicken vindaloo. Oh, vindaloo. 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 Oh, you don't. Too soon, too vindaloo. soon. The food's ordered, boys. You landed on spicy curry. You're getting a vegetarian and a chicken vindaloo. Um, that's coming to you tonight. But we need to we need to crack on because we've not got long. So I feel like I want to set the scene because you guys have been around for a minute. The reason I know about you is because I am good friends with the boys from the Vamps, right? And you've got a bit of a subtle link to those boys, right, Reese? How does that work? Yeah, I, we've got the same management as the Vamps, and we've been touring with them. Uh, and been friends with them for about well since like 2000 and was it 16 um and yeah we're just to be honest more more than anything we're just good mates with them we've uh written with them we play football with them uh we have a catch-up every now and then so yeah i mean we're just good mates but also we, we met through management really and i want to talk about how the band started out because it was george and blake originally it was you boys that met and started the band right um yeah we met when we were like i met first met blake when he was just turned 15 i think so he was very young he was still in school um and we were kind of just like going backwards and forwards from each other's houses um just like honestly getting to know each other pretty well and becoming like good mates and writing songs and then we got to a point where we were like oh where where, where can we take this um and then out of nowhere reese popped up just online we saw him and we invited him down for like a couple of days to oh, my house no. and we just kind of like we just chilled and got on really well and i think that first night that we that we fir- the first night that we spent together it sounds so romantic when i say our first this night. is romantic um, this is lovely um, <laughs> i know i'm setting the se- i really am setting the scene for you some candles <laughs> get them out mm. um but no yeah we first met when we were all like 15 16 and we kind of just got on really well which is important to us obviously if you're uh if you're with each other all the time 
if you hate each other it's going to be a bit of a ball ache you know like yeah it's um but we get on obviously extremely well and um i think you can you can kind of see that that we're kind of just we don't take things too seriously we have some fun yeah what was the vibe of the band at the start was it always okay we want to write new music because guys i don't want to mention this but i was also in a band when i was young and we did arctic monkeys covers okay that was our thing thanks guys it wasn't sick we did one gig i forgot the words um (laughs) did you ever start down that route of like covering stuff or was it always we're just going to do our own thing yeah because i mean we knew each other for nearly a year before we released anything like on youtube or anything like that so the first the first year was really writing so we could, you know, go into labels and, you know, play music and try and get signed. So that was what the first year of the band was really like, was just writing and just getting to know each other, to be honest. It was just trying to... I mean, we'd just come out of school, so we were still proper, just like school kids, just having just a bit of fun. Doss around. Yeah. Um, but I think that was when we really, like, first bonded as a band, was, like, those early years, we, like, just set that that tone of just like what we who we were and um getting to know each other was just i mean i i look back on it like it was amazing you know yeah to to think Mm -hmm. three lads from completely different places didn't know anything about each other before we met and then like got on so well and still get on so well i think that's just amazing it's really cool as well that you've come on this journey together you've got people to reflect on okay do you remember when we did this like when you started for someone like me who's like a radio presenter the only person that i've got to remind me of when i made cups of tea at radio stations is myself it's nice that you can sort of tap each other on the back and go fucking hell like we had a top five album that's cool right yeah absolutely yeah it's bonkers really is i think that's the difference from being like in a band and then uh being like a solo artist like you've got like your mates around you constantly then which must be really reassuring and stuff george i want to ask you about i don't know if this is true i'm just gonna put this out there is it true you learned guitar to impress a girl i knew that was coming uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this girl at school that I kind of, I just fancied and I really liked her. And we was in like a music lesson and the, my, my teacher like played um, Tickets to Ride by the Beatles just on iTunes at the time or whatever it was, because it was back in whenever. Um, but he played that song and she just knew all the words. So I was like, oh, I probably should, uh, you know, try and learn this to impress her. But yeah, didn't 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 do anything for me that. So if you ever have that, <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother about learning guitar for a girl. Hold on, I I'm not gonna let this story go. So you must have like, did you go like, oh, in like a few weeks? Oh, I sort of know that on guitar. Do you want me to play? Like, how did it actually play yeah. out? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I picked up the acoustic, the old acoustic in a, <laughs> in a, in music lesson. I sat in the corner of the room and I just started playing it. And uh, yeah, she didn't come over. I kind of tried to make the eye contact, you know, when you're just like... Wait, so you were trying to do it subliminally? You didn't even say that you'd <laughs> learned the song. <laughs> like, you were, like, just playing the song and trying to, like, get it in the back of her mind that it was for her. Do you know her? Like, is she the one that got away? Uh, no, no. I, I wonder if she actually knows about, that like, I keep getting asked about this. I wonder if she has a clue. But no, no, no. What's I'm her very name? Happy. What's her name? Name her. Now. Yeah, name no. her. Name her. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> to be fair though, George, I feel oh, like no. I feel like you did the sort of the right thing by playing it quite casual. Because one of my worst memories from high school is when I text a girl I really fancied, and she said, "Ah, cute." Still one of the worst moments of my life, that. Oh, nah, mate. all you do is like, oh no, my mate got my phone, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry, I was hacked. 11pm. Sorry, I was hacked. <laughs> <laughs> the old, Just with the a old picture hacking. of you as well, like, with a selfie. <laughs> uh, I really fancy you. Oh, sorry, I was hacked. <laughs> it was a bloody hacking. So, when did, the, when did the band, like, get off the ground? Can you remember... In fact, can you remember like the first gig, Reese? Like, how did that feel when there was all three of you together? Well, we were in kind of a mad situation where, like, our first gig was in an arena with the fans. We were just thrown in at the deep end, really. <laughs> like, we'd done um, our small gigs had been to like our parents and to management and to like labels and stuff. And then before we knew it, we were on tour with the Vamps boys and we were supporting them. And I think for the first tour that we did, we played, we didn't support them. We like played a song during the Vamp set. So like there was a full arena crowd there by that point. And we were just so nervous, like just ridiculously nervous. Everyone was like, time to get a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we were a nice little drinks break in the middle of a vamp set. Yeah. There's about six minutes here where we can go get a beer. Off we go. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, but our mums and dads were there. Our mums and dads were there and they were loving it. That's the main thing. I mean, as I said, when I was in my Arctic Monkeys cover band, my first gig was in a it was in a community centre in Preston of which there was 12 people, all of which who walked out when I got the words wrong. So a little bit better than that, I feel. Oh, no. Um, before we start talking about like every, I want to talk about the albums and we'll talk about touring. Before we do that, I want to play a game with you that I call the takeaway game. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So here's how the game works. You've got twenty pounds to spend at McDonald's. Okay. I want you to get to as close to twenty pounds as possible without going over or under. <laughs> okay. Is this a joint effort? This is a joint effort. You can both add things. Right. Okay. Let's get. So, what do we know? We what know this. Um, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just get ninety nine p everything? And just get twenty things. No, I'm that. not having that. I'm not having twenty ninety nine p burgers. Right. So, well, we know that there's a there's yeah there's a cheeseburger, isn't it, for a pound? Yeah. Blake, tears off. All right, well, I'll just go for the pound straight away. Let's get us down to 19. Make that a cheeseburger, please. Cheeseburger, please. So, hold on. Just to confirm, do you want the cheeseburger or do you want the hamburger? Oh, hamburger, please. Hamburger. Okay. That's a good yeah. choice. Good choice. Cheese might be in, in the bag. Extra. Cheese is extra. Cheese is extra. I think it's £1.20 something. Yeah. Reese, over to you. Uh, me, right, boys. I think I might go a bit bigger. Does anybody know how much a share box is? A chicken nugget share box. Chicken nugget share box is. I would, I would probably say it's about four pounds or something like that. All right, okay. So that would mean we're down. Four pound eighty nine. All right, all right. Yeah, hit me with a hit me with a chicken nugget share box, please. So that's twenty nuggets, yeah. Yeah, and I think we've got about yeah. fifteen, fourteen pound left, lads. Uh, I'm going to go for also something quite big. I'm going to do a mozzarella dippers share box, which I think is around about £3.49. Mozzarella dippers share box is added to the basket. I'm thinking maybe uh, a Big Mac. Big Mac. What are we saying a Big Mac is? Do you- £2.99. If you get a Big Mac meal, large, I think that's like £5. Really? 
I think a Big Mac on its own is two, nine, three quid. To help you out, you've got 20 nuggets, a share box, you've got a hamburger, and you've got the mozzarella dipper share box. That's the current standing. Yeah, it was just stick the Big Mac on, I reckon. Is that a meal uh, or just a solo burger? Just on its own, please. I'll have a McFlurry. I already know what I want. A McFlurry. McFlurry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, is this one of the minis or one of the propers? Uh, no, give me a proper one. Okay, added. I we just go. Some, I'm gonna go something bigger. What's another big meal? <laughs> oh God, I'll do a fillet of fish. Yep. That, that's a fillet about of fish meal. Two pound fifty. Twenty pounds yeah. is a lot from McDonald's. I know, man. Yeah. Do you want a large meal or medium? Large, please. This is me in real life. Large, please. <laughs> added. <laughs> added. 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 Blake, back oh, to you. Right. Oh, Does this also come into our to our house? Where do we reckon we're at right now? I reckon we're not too far off. Do you want me to tell you what you've got currently? Yeah. Okay. You've got 20 chicken nugget share box. You've got a McFlurry. You've got a Big Mac on its own. You've got a fillet of fish meal. You've got a hamburger and you've got mozzarella dippers share box. We're, that means we're close. That means we're close. Maybe I'll just take a hash brown, please, off the breakfast menu. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I cannot give you that because the breakfast menu currently isn't live. Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> oh, we'll have to wait Sorry. till the morning to do that one. Get an apple pie. Yeah, I'll take an apple pie. 79p, that. Is added. Two, I think two we're more just items under. each small. Two small ones. <laughs> yeah. Should I get like a I big think tasty? Like, I think you should go for like a mayo chicken, Reese. That's a 99p. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken mayo, please. Yeah. I think we're done. No, I think should we should we be stop done. Can I do 10p to charity? Can I do 10p to charity? No, you can't. I've got <laughs> the Uber Eats app. That's too confusing. <laughs> Wait, get an apple bag. Get an apple bag, George. Yeah, a little, oh, little fruit bag. a bag of apples. Fruit yeah, bag. a fruit bag. <laughs> and An apple and it. grape fruit bag. Added. Right, we're done, we're done. I'm happy. You done? Gents. It's got to be close. You've got 20 chicken nuggets. You've got an Aereo McFlurry. Oh, You've got an apple and grape fruit bag. You've got a Big Mac. You've got a fillet of fish meal. You've got a hamburger. You've got an apple pie. You've got a mayo chicken. You've got some mozzarella dippers. We're over. You landed at... <laughs> £24.51. pence. Oh, no. We're so oh, over. You're over. But don't worry, because James Newman, who was our Eurovision contestant, he had this game. He had Nando's. He spent £45. He was only supposed to spend 20 Right. Well, oh, so yeah. I, reckon, I reckon we'd nail Nando's. We'd I, so yeah, we'd nail the Nando's. You're in the top three. You were £4.51 out. That's pretty bloody good. No, we'll yeah, take, we always have you. too much. We always order too much. It was the meal, fillet fish. We we only wanted the burger. Yeah, right. The most expensive was item was the fillet of fish meal at five pounds thirty nine. <laughs> no. no, that was it. Wait. Yeah, if a fillet of fish is well. four, is is like just over a pound, we would have hit it. Can you change that to? Can you change that fillet of fish meal to a just a fillet of fish, just to see, Reece, just to test? Reece, unfortunately, you're wrong. I always wanted the fillet of fish to be a pound, but the solo burger is £3.50, which seems no. insane. I well, know. 
I feel like unless we move on, the whole podcast is going to be us picking the McDonald's <laughs> menu. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about going on tour with the Vamps. I want to talk about partying. Like when you were on on tour with the boys, did you go out partying? Was there much of that, or were you underage at that point? How did that work? A lot of the time, we were underage. But um, <laughs> but to be fair, like when we turned eighteen, we did have like obviously what every eighteen year old does and like just yeah. wants to go out but to be fair we we mellowed quite quickly like we like yeah, a little red wine before before we go on stage just to like loosen you up and give you some good dance moves <laughs> um but like to be honest we're not that crazy we're not that crazy but we've had some good yeah. nights i want to hear the most rock and roll story <laughs> uh, uh, can't no be told <laughs> <laughs> There must be something. We definitely can't There's give the most rock and roll ones. <laughs> no chance. We'd be career over. But um, <laughs> so the one in Ireland where um, we kept going down when we got told not to. Give me right. the island story. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> okay, this is Young New Hope Club. This is really young. So this is like fine first tour, isn't it? Legal over reasons. Age. Everyone is over eighteen in this story. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was a really long <laughs> tour. We all aged three years um, during this tour. And, I mean, we were in Ireland, which I don't think any of us had really been before. That well, I hadn't, anyway. Um, and, obviously, Guinness is huge there, so sure. we were doing the classic. Let's have some Guinness. I don't know, we were just excited little boys, you know, being on tour, had a day day off the next day, like, oh, let's have some fun. Um, and then we we were like, the management came over and we were like, right, boys, think it's time you go to bed, you know. Um, <laughs> well, come on, come on, let's stay up, you know. So one night of freedom, come on. We're in Ireland. No, 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 up now. So we're like, right, okay. Because so everyone was going to a club, wasn't they? Cause, and we yeah, I think so. We weren't allowed. Was you weren't allowed because you were too tired that night. Nothing too to do with tired. age. Yeah. Too yeah. tired. Uh, so, so we got walked up to our room, like the 18-year-olds we were. Uh, <laughs> we get in. We're all sharing at this point. Um, and then we get in, and our manager says, all right, good night, good night. So what we do is we, we get into bed, Um and we wait for his footsteps to, you know, pass the door. And then we're like, oh, oh, he's gone. He's gone. So we open the door and he stood literally there in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> so he We were so ready to go back down to the bar. Was that Joe? That was and Joe. And then eventually, I think, seven I think what happened was, then when, once we, like, all right, fine, 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 we'll go to bed, we'll go to bed. Then we waited, like, five minutes, you know, waiting for him to... <laughs> then we left he's gone now. Surely he's gone. And we, like, open the door, he's not there, you know what I mean? And then we walk down the corridor to the elevator. <laughs> and then we just, we get the lift down, and as the doors open, they're just stood facing us. <laughs> and just like, oh god there was just no way out and then i'm pretty sure one of us ended up like falling asleep with an ironing board and like no, yeah i love so the that fact that joe tried to stop you because joe seems like a pretty loose guy as he like he doesn't seem the most sensible mm -hmm. yeah well when you're 18 you know 
It's fair enough. Yeah. It's fair enough. Probably worse yeah, as, is... as being in a club. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk about bumping into Ed Sheeran as well? Because I've only heard that line like <laughs> you this, were bumped honestly, into Ed Sheeran this, in a fire alarm mate, or something. This and story gets like it, yeah, we've met him it, twice. This story gets honestly like blown up so much. But realistically, we were in a hotel. The fire alarm went off, and then like we saw Ed Sheeran come out of the hotel and just like walk through the crowd into a car. I think in an interview once we were like, yeah, we met Ed Sheeran. We met him. <laughs> no, 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 because no, George met him in the... That's why it gets confused, because then George met him at the Star Wars premiere. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I didn't meet... Again, oh, again, I didn't meet him. I didn't meet him you again. You said you met him. It was like, again, I'm blowing it up out of promotion. I thought you met him. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I thought you wrote a song uh, with him. No, I, I, locked, I locked eyes with him, though. I did lock eyes oh. with him. Wait, George, are all the love songs that Ed Sheeran wrote about you? Yeah. You look perfect tonight. I'm like, oh. Talking about meeting famous people and getting starstruck, have you ever been a bit blown away by bumping into someone or having a conversation? Bruno Mars. That was insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blake, tell us about that. Tell us about Bruno. Um, I think it was for my birthday or something. Or We went to a Bruno Mars gig in... Philadelphia, it was like near New Jersey, New Jersey between New Jersey and New Jersey, and a big, big arena. And we were lucky enough to get backstage passes and the the blah 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 of all that. And we were walking uh, around the back, and we didn't no way did we think we were going to meet Bruno Mars. By the way, we were just like happy to just be like there as of that, yeah, because it's Mars. Um, and he, he suddenly we walk past and then his dressing room just opens and he's just stood there this like five foot five wasn't he dancing or was that in my mind <laughs> i think that was in mind that's oh, okay. um <laughs> i mean he just was just, just stood there and, like, you, just like this the coolest man you've ever witnessed in your life just standing staring at us three and like <laughs> our, our uh, videographer and tour manager and we kind of look at him and he's looking at us thinking, are you going to say hi? Or we're just all just like, and he's like, oh, the whole soccer team's arrived. And we were just <laughs> like, hi, so nice to meet you. And he's just like, yeah, we spoke to him for maybe maximum two minutes, if that. You know, he, he was like, you know, wanting to know all about Apparently, the band and like, wanting to be our best mates. But we we're just like, you know, yeah. man. We've got a big Sorry, show. Mate. Like, like we'll we've just... got a show to watch. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, um, we're pretty busy, man. Yeah, <laughs> but no, <laughs> he, I, he um, apparently he's like dead. Uh, like before show, he's has to be has to have his own space. Has to be like yeah, completely prepared, which is understandable because his shows are crazy. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Do you have any sort of? pre-stage rituals you have to go through bar the bottle of merlot by the sounds of it reese <laughs> we like to have just a nice vibe going into like the whole day is pretty much chill we'll uh we'll find us if there's an outdoor area we'll spend a lot of time outdoor like chilling and um and then just before the show we'll play some music that gets us going for the show like you said have a little glass of wine maybe and then, yeah, I mean, we just love it, man. It's, like, the, the best days ever. Uh, like, the shows when you're 
when you're when you're playing a show and you've been excited for it for so long and then it's finally that day and you can hear the crowd like in the other room and it's just yeah so cool i guess there's no rush like walking out on stage to a load of people who are like there for you and they know your songs and it's your thing right that must just be unreal i honestly found supporting more nerve-wracking because you you're going out to win the crowd over you know you're going out to yeah. be like we're someone you should come and see so it's like it's kind of like a completely different vibe so when we started doing our own our own shows this just the biggest buzz knowing that everyone well you'd hope everyone out there is just buzzing to be there yeah it's 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 so good i've missed it so much I want to talk about releasing music as well quickly because obviously your debut like I might get this timeline wrong so you your debut went top 5 right in the UK yeah. but before that you'd released EPs was there a lot of pressure from the label and from management for it to be big how have you found the releasing music music industry sort of stuff no, I don't I don't think we've found it like too like pressure situated um from like label point of view I think we've just with like, everything we've, that we've released so far, we've we've been happy with and excited about. So it's just it's more just excitement about releasing stuff because I feel like every time you release something, it's like a new like window for people to like look in at what you've been getting up to. Especially nowadays, like we've not released anything for like over over a year now. So the stuff that we've been coming out with over the last year has been so interesting and cool and different. So when they get to hear like um, the stuff that we've been doing, um, it's going to be really fun for them to see what we've been doing over the last, you know, year or two. I think it takes a lot of time to get like your head around the whole music industry and releasing music. Like even for us who like it's our job, it's taken us five years to actually really understand it and really know like what we want and like what we want to be releasing and to create like this thing that you're creating this art is like you and you're putting it out and it has to be a whole body of work that represents you fully and like when we were coming up young adults like we were still learning that and I think in a lot of our music early doors you can hear that we're still learning about ourselves we're still learning how to write we're still really growing up and it's cool that we've been able to do that with with the fan base that we have and they've seen us grow and now it's like going into this next album we've done that growing and we've done the development over the whole like five years we've done the touring we've like really we know who we are now we know what we want to release and now it's like this second album is just going to be so it's going to come naturally to us because we know what we want what do you think is the main lesson you've learned over the last few years that's going to change your music? I think we've, I mean, firstly, I think we'd been so busy for five years or whatever it had been um, and learning literally every day, being around adults at, you know, 15, 16 from being at school, something you'd like so much more mature and you're starting to learn more about yourself. I think just like growing up together um, and we always share everything that we we do in life and we always like there to support each other. So I think when we're writing the music and when we're doing stuff, I think we just um, we're so more honest, I'd say. And I think I think what we've learned the most is just to be 
us. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Like, yeah. I think we've just learned to, you know, believe in ourselves a bit more and see what we, we're worth and as, like, what we believe, you know, we should be giving out to the world. And, like, crazy as it sounds, like, this pandemic, you know, probably gave us time to just sit down and reflect on everything, um, which is where we've done all, most of the writing for the... Well, pretty much all of the writing for the new stuff has been over this pandemic. So it has been like an amazing time to reflect and think, you know, what we could do differently and what, you know, we want to do differently. I um, think we're in a place right now where I think we're really close to uh, to releasing. Yeah, I think we're really close. So I'm going to ask you the question that I don't know if you're allowed to answer, but the fans will want to know. Is there a date on it? There's a ballpark. On my we don't have a... <laughs> We don't have a date. Okay, so <clears throat> the ballpark, is it is it this year? Yeah. Yeah. You've only got six months left to bring that out, so you must be pretty close. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some of the songs um, are in that, like, mixing process right now and all that, so... Yeah, we're close. We're close. We don't want to give too much away, Just, but just... Uh, it's exciting for us. It really is, yeah. I won't push you any more on this, but I will ask you one more question. Is the new music in line with what you've done previously or do you feel like it's something different do you feel like it's a different era of the band or is it a natural continuation of where you were a new era definitely i mean it's not like it's not like sergeant pepper (laughs) changed completely but um no i think it's just that it was the next step for us it's just what felt natural so you probably you'll definitely be able to hear references from what came before because that was still us um yeah, yeah you just have more to evolved. see it, more evolved <laughs> more evolved guys that's the next step at this point in the podcast we're going to do something i like to call the food section play the jingle food it's the food section food oh and what a lovely jingle it was. Wow. That lovely little bit of jazz in there. Now, I don't, I've don't. never. Ooh. we've never had a full band on the podcast before, so I don't really know how this is going to work, but I think we should. I think you should all give individual answers, but maybe because there's three of you, we might need to rush through it a little bit. So, gents, this, this is what happens in the food section. You've committed a horrendous crime, and you are on the death penalty. You've got one final meal. Starter, main dessert okay starter um i'm gonna go for a little bit of a bread and olive oil and balsamic vinegar yes just a nice little just a little appetizer and then for main i'm gonna go with um uh, a spaghetti bolognese but not like you know it with rigatoni a a specific recipe of that i know it's delicious and then a dessert, I'm going to go for a bit of a tiramisu. Very Italian. That's like it. a straight down the middle Italian meal you've gone for. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want it to be all mixed about, you know. I want it to make sense on the power. I like that. <laughs> uh, Blake, where are we at? I think I'd do maybe some, you know, if I'm going, if it's my last meal, I'm going all out. Um, I'm thinking maybe some lobster or crab for um starter you know some okay some really fresh tender stuff and then for the main i think i'm also going spaghetti bolognese but my grandma's spaghetti bolognese 
And then for dessert, oh, this really got me there. See, I'm not really a dessert guy, so I'm just going to have to... Uh, Blake, to put you in the picture, a lot of people say sticky toffee pudding. I don't want to put that in your proverbial mouth, but that is what yeah. a lot of people say. Yeah. We'll come back to you. George, where are you at? Um, <clears throat> starter, I'm going to go for a bit of pita bread uh, with the hummus and the peri drizzle from Nando's. That's like my <laughs> ultimate starter. There's no way. There's solid. no way you've gone for that. <laughs> your last meal. Why not? That's banging. I bro. like that, George. That's like my favourite I like starter. Um, I love that. Then for a main course, I want like <clears throat> unlimited amounts of cacio pepe from Padella. That's like Ooh, I, I just yeah. do that every day easily. Strong. And then for dessert, I do like a lemon lime cheesecakey thing, or like nice. with a bit of like ice cream and then actual cream. Mm. Very good. So at this point, I want to ask you, George. I'll stay with you. Um, favorite restaurant in the whole world. Oh. I want to say Fidella, but John, I'm going to say John and Vinny's from uh, LA. It's like it's like a pasta place. They do something called uh, like a spicy fasoli that's really, really good. But you also pair it with um, like a white lightning pizza, which is like a white pizza, which is basically like a cheese pizza. And you kind of just like have them both at the same time. And it's, if you get, if you go to LA and you have to wait for ages to go to it it's like one of those kind of places but once you get in it's it's heaven it's so good blake where we at favorite restaurant hit me up um there's one in la called craig's which is there's like a really nice pasta and the quality of food is amazing so i'd say there yeah reese um do you know what yes it's really difficult also san carlos is really good San Carlo is a great shout, my man. That is Very a great nice. restaurant. You know, this you know. Good, Reese. What are you saying? Where, where, where are we, where are we going with? Well, this? like mine changes all the time. If I'm honest, like sometimes it's like Dushum, sometimes it's John Finney's. But I went to a place in Greece on this last trip, and it was like a family-owned seafood restaurant, and it'd been there since oh. like 1920s. And it was like the most beautiful location on the on the edge of the beach, and it was the freshest fish. It was so good. So Stefano's, and they were all so lovely, and all the family were so nice. Stefano's in Greece. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot, and that completes the food section of the podcast. And you know what, Reese, I'm not leaving you today. I want I want to talk to you. Um, talk to me about golf. Me. You play golf, do you? Is that right? Yeah, we, I mean, we all play golf, to be fair. George is the best at golf, by far. This is music to my ears. I didn't know you all played golf. George, yeah. hit me up. I'm going to ask you quite a niche golf question. What's your handicap? I play off, like, 22. Yeah, what do you play off? You're putting yourself play down 11. there, George. George can play off 11. I play off 11. Yeah. George, I don't play off 22, man. You play off, like, at least I... 18 on a good day. On a good day, yeah, I can play off. I can both, yeah, I can go around in like 18 over. But like, nice. sometimes, it depends, it depends. Sometimes I can, yeah, it's weird. It really depends on how you play. 11 That's though, Christ, you, though. my cousin plays off 11. This is really boring golf chat, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver it to you. George, me and you, there's no difference in our level of golf, right? My bad shots just aren't that bad anymore. That's the only difference. It's just about getting those bad shots out. Yeah, well, yeah, we should play. I'd love that. What a four ball. Um, it's just about getting rid of those 
getting rid of those bad shots out of your game. So do you all enjoy it? Is mm-hmm. this something you all sort of quite like doing or is it just uh, sort of you've got into it recently? No, we, we love it. Like we try and find uh, decent golf courses when we go abroad, like especially in America. There's some incredible courses. When you're on tour and you, if you've got a day off, it's like, and you, you know, you can't like go out into, you know, the city or anything. It's quite nice to be able to um, just play a game of golf. Often the weather's nice because we're not in England. <laughs> so it's yeah. actually a great day out, <laughs> isn't it? But we're, we're pretty competitive. But to be fair, when it comes to golf, we're all just like holding each other's hands like come on we've got this it's more so <laughs> that's because golf is like one of those games where you're always trying to better yourself and i kind of yeah. i kind of like yeah. that like football is a team game whereas like golf is like you have to focus on your own game it's the only thing that pulls me back i i keep going i play three times a week because i'm addicted and i love it and it's just about getting better I oh think we, need to, we, dream need, we need to play we need to play you'll absolutely smash us but like we need to definitely play i'd love i would to love three times a week especially right now like so i used to i used to host a radio show called the kiss breakfast show i hosted that for two years and i left that show and now i do the weekend breakfast show on a station called hits radio i do this podcast and like my like this is why i was asking you earlier about like what you've what you've learned that's going to go into this new album because not to make this about me but what i've learned over the last two years is the importance of what makes you happy right and that isn't for me anyway massive success at work as long as i do work that i like and i can live my life with my girlfriend and my dog and my golf then i'm sort of quite happy with that so getting out there three times a week is me in my absolute happy place and i think that's the only way to mm-hmm. sort of be i think that the pandemic's taught that to a lot of people is what they truly need to yeah. be happy do you know what i mean definitely mm-hmm. yeah i agree that man. um well said thanks well guys said. 27 years on this earth you start Happiness. to learn a few things I vote for happiness. Yeah, however that however that comes, and like, I, again, I don't know if this is fair for you, but if you're performing music on stage that you love, that's a far better place to be perf- instead of standing on Wembley Arena performing music you hate. You're better having mm-hmm. that sweet spot in the middle of stuff you love to people who love it. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Before you go, we need to talk about um, the upcoming tour. Where are we at? How's the rehearsals going? Have we got a plan yet, George? Uh, rehearsals, uh, we haven't started. So that that normally happens like two to two weeks before the tour starts. We do like proper like hardcore rehearsals. But actually, for the tour, we're just super excited for it. Like obviously, it's been a very very long time since we've played. Um, we're gonna be playing. Well, I don't know. We're going to be playing some songs that you might not have heard before. <laughs> and songs, obviously, from our album that we haven't been able to tour because of the whole COVID situation. I don't know if you've heard about it. But yeah, COVID. Yeah, you heard about um, this. Yeah, it's kind of like a new news story. Um, weird, weird one. Weird one, really. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just super excited to, you know, get, get cracking on it and um, get back out. Honestly, we can't wait to see everyone and see everyone's faces like there. The good news is it looks like it's going it looks like it's going ahead. That's the best news. Because for so long we've been like, is it gonna happen or but now it looks like it's gonna happen. So one, can people buy tickets or are we, where are we at with that? Yeah. Tickets are available. Tickets on sale right now. And also it's not that far away. No. It's not. No, I think yeah, yeah. for the longest stuff. time people have just been unsure about like what's going on, but like, and we still are a little bit. But I think f- for the mu- for the time being, we can say the tour is happening, and the tickets are on sale at newhopeclub.com. 
and it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculously fun because we've been waiting for this for I don't even know how long anymore. Um, it feels like forever. Stop counting. Um, and it's just gonna be yeah. I think it's gonna be our best tour to date because of the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna feel like a, a real freedom tour. So I think that's yeah. a lovely point to end the podcast. I will see you there. We'll go out for dinner. You do the show, then we've got a 7.30 tee off the next morning. What a 20 Oh, it's buzzing. That sounds class. You're not the first person for this to happen to. The food has yet not arrived. Podcast listeners, don't worry, because the Boys Shouldn't Hope Club will send us a voice note of them trying the food whenever it happens. So listeners, you will not be left out. It will only be me that has to wait to receive the news about how the vindaloo um, went down. It's hot and spicy and it's en route to you. Gents, thank you so much for joining us on the Dangerous Dinners podcast. You, that was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so Thanks much, man. Paul. Thanks for having Thanks us. Good to speak to you. It's a new Hope Club, everybody. Cold food, but hot guests. It's the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Ah, superb. Superb. Lovely. Another lovely episode. Thank you so much to the, uh, the boys from New Hope Club. If you are a fan and you've got through this far of the podcast, head to our Twitter and Instagram pages. We're doing a giveaway of a load of merch, a load of signed stuff. So go there and you can get that in your life. If you do like the boys, you probably also like the vamps. They're the same, same management, aren't they? They're all friends. So why don't you scroll down through your timelines and find the episode with Tristan Evans from a few weeks ago. That is there for you. We'd love it if you gave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps helps stroke our lovely, fragile egos. Um, I will see you same time next time for another episode of the Dangerous Dinners Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.